These are the ongoing investigations of Art on the Air, an elite branch of WRUU, answerable only to the creative community in the city of Savannah. Featuring guests in conversation regarding their work, philosophy, practice, and current projects, as well as commentary on the state of the visual arts in our community, should they give up their right to remain silent. Each show also highlights the week's upcoming art-related interest and events in the hostess city and surrounding low country where anything can happen. You're in the right place. <laughs> Rob Hessler demands the truth and has a self-made pedigree to back him up. His keen sense of detail detecting subtle clues learned from great study and his righteous, fiery attitude. You got any? You got any stories? Enable him to nab unsuspecting artists for serious questioning about their work and their motives deep within. He'll be Van Going away for a long time. David Laughlin is a street-smart, maverick, undercover artist who won't hesitate for a second to toss the rule book out the window if it stands in the way of appreciating the ethics and the engineering of an artist's work on and off the street. Yo, Picasso, both eyes up here. His unconventional methods often land him in hot water, but he gets results. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. Hey, um, we have a report of a rogue sculptor whose work incorporates textile elements in their design with a political statement about classism and wool. Book them, Davo. Art on the Air, Voices of the Visual Arts. These are their stories. This week, this week another, brush another brush with, with danger. danger. Hey, that's us, David. Here we are, live in the studio. Hey, it's Wednesday. It's Art on the Air. It's 3 o'clock. Welcome, everybody, and thanks for listening. I'll just say thanks now. Thanks for listening to... Art on the Art Air. On the I'm air. Rob Hessler, and that's David Laughlin. Hey. And our in-studio guest this week is our new friend, Matt Tool. Hey, Matt, how's it going? Uh, going well. Thanks for having me. We're so happy to have Matt in the studio. He's got an exhibition right now over at Gallery Far, which is at Chatham County's Resource Conservation Education Center, which is basically right off of Eisenhower, Eisenhower right next to the Recycling Center. Yeah. And your sculptures Eisenhower. are basically right there. They're right there on the road. Yeah. Um, hopefully people are getting an eyeful, and, but still minding their driving. <laughs> well, yes. Yes, no wrecks have been reported yet because <laughs> yeah. of art. Matt Tool has but not killed anybody I, with his artwork. I wouldn't be happy about that. On the record, you have not. No, no. And, and <laughs> certainly I'd love people to even the ones that move, <laughs> even though there's one that moves yeah. and it could uh, distract them while they're driving. It's the wind vapor. What is that them. one? It's called uh, um, Diviner. Right. right. And then the other one's called Forecaster's Vein. Yeah, when we're going to get all into that when we, after we do a, an introduction, a, a formal introduction with Matt, but before we do that, David and I always like to kind of review a few of the things that maybe we did, we saw over this week. And David, I know you did a field note over at Kobo Gallery. Yeah, Stop I wandered by. over uh, Jan Clayton, her work, and where she's doing the little felt mice, and she just made a new one right when I walked in, so it was really cool because she was just finishing it. So I got a shot and put that up on our social media pages of course but it's always fun to walk around city market and downtown anywhere and see what the artists are doing i just got lucky because i was all over city market this week and uh watching a lot of the people put together oh as a matter of fact if anybody wants to look on the instagram on the your story thing i put up a picture of johnny mercer statue oh susie chisholm susie chisholm's work 
And I use the Instagram app of the little hearts on the face and everything. And I want you to know Susie was okay with it. And that's on the Art on the Air 1075. That's the Instagram account, Art on yeah. the Air 1075. And I should also point you really all cheap. in the direction of the... Uh, <laughs> I, have to, I haven't even seen that. I have to take a look. Yeah, I just and put it up. I, I want to also point everybody in the direction of the Art on the Air Facebook page where we've posted up a bunch of stuff. In fact, those images that are on the Instagram page of the Kobo Gallery pieces are also well. on the Facebook page and a bunch of Matt Tools pieces as well. So you can kind of get a sense of what he's doing as we're, as the, we're talking to him. The wonderful age of technology where we can let you see the pictures while we're talking through different mediums. Isn't that wonderful? It's magic. It's like it's amazing. It's like living in Oz. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oz is where the way monkeys are cool. Cool. <laughs> Wait, I'm not talking about the old TV show. Wait, no. Oh, <laughs> it's like living <laughs> in Oz. Okay. But it's a beautiful. It's a but it's a it's a wonderful place. You know, if we've talked about this so many times. There's per capita so many creative people in this city. Absolutely. And you cannot <laughs> swing a cat around yeah. here without hitting one. Well, Not that you would want to do that anyway. So, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because we're going to have on, on the uh, – a couple weeks from now on the, the show on September 11th, we're going to have um, Jorge Montero in, and he's a SCAD professor, a really interesting artist. And he has an exhibition at Cork House Gallery, which is a new – yet another new space showing art. Wonderful. Are you Where familiar with Cork House? I mean, I just uh, – I'm not familiar with Cork House, but I am with Jorge. He's been a longtime friend. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, very good. Yeah. I didn't know in. anything about him. Yeah. I saw one image of his work <coughs> on social media. Yeah, brilliant. And it took me to looking into his his uh, his uh, his website, and then I was like, oh, my God, this guy's like, not only is he really good, he's very accomplished. Absolutely. Kind of like yeah. a hidden gem. I mean, not to people who know him, but. <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing. I mean, with uh, the comment about so much talent here, uh, people are just waiting in the wings doing their thing and and there's loads of talent to be uncovered very true Jorge's part of that and of course part of that talent too as well is our in-studio guest matt matt tool why don't we give the audience a formal introduction i'm sure everybody that's listening knows matt but just in case for those three or four people out there who do not know do not know you do, there's four people listening Yes, <laughs> there's, there's literally thousands of people listening right now. That. So it's a big. We're we're, we're all, huge. F- all all three people. Oh, one just went, walked yeah, away from they, the yeah, with their hands. Yeah. Well, maybe if you put your shirt back air. on, they wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Tool grew up and grew up around the Barrier Islands and salt marshes of Savannah, Georgia. He received a BFA from Georgia Southern University in 1994 and an MFA from Southern Illinois University Edwardsville in 2000. Tool has since been a resident artist at the Scottish Sculpture Workshop in Aberdeenshire, Scotland, the John Michael Kohler Art Center in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, and Franconia Sculpture Park near Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. He has traveled throughout the U.S., U.K., Latvia, and Ireland, collaborating on cast iron projects and creating performances dealing with the process of casting metal. Mr. Tool has been involved with the International Conference on Contemporary Cast Iron Art since 1997. He was formerly a professor of foundation studies and sculpture at the Savannah College of Art and Design from 2005 until 2016. And as I mentioned, exhibition of his sculptures is currently on view at Gallery Far. That's Fine Art of Recycling at Chatham Chatham County's Resource Conservation Education Center. Formally welcome, welcome Matt awesome. Tool, to Art on the Air. Thanks. We're so happy to have you. So I'm really, you've had this now long career where you've been working for quite some time. And I, I give you a lot of credit for, you know, naming these years. A lot of times we have these guests on, they're like, oh, it was way back when. And they won't specifically <laughs> say. But you've been working with metal for a, a, a long time. But I, and I kind of want to take a take a step back so what kind of first got you involved in sculpture other than the fact that the sculpture department is always the coolest department in whatever art oh really well i'd oh, say yes. i'd second that one. sculpture sculptors are typically um high functioning creatures uh, or <laughs> knuckle dragging <laughs> characters as well I, you know um i like i said grew up playing in the salt marshes uh of the mean streets of wilmington island and um th- usually that's the irish hooligans that are on them <laughs> Some of them named Tool. I just like the uh, phrase. The uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, so, nice. so playing in the woods and discovering the, the types of material that are around. Um, and then getting into casting metal at Georgia Southern, it was, I, I watched the professor, Pat Stedman, 
melting some bronze. And when I discovered I could play with fire and call it art, I was hooked. Oh, yeah. So indulging my pyromaniacal tendencies. So you were a student at the time. I still am a student. Well, we're all (laughs) student of life. But, I mean, you walked in, you saw this happening, and it was like a, that was the revelation. That, wow, we the, can do one this? One of many, yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. And so, but what how I, would, re, I mean, so some of the people, some people who have gone to the Art on the Air Facebook page or on Instagram, they might have seen, or who know your work, might know kind of what you're doing today. But was it like that when you were first starting? I mean, like, what was kind of your first when you're doing sculpture that early on, what, what do we see? Like, I'm, kind of describe what you were doing around then. Well, so this ties into, there are different series of works. The performance pieces using molten iron, that's a whole series of works, typically using what materials I can acquire, which mm-hmm. include found, found objects. But um, we had a garage when I was growing up that it was filled um, from floor to ceiling with stuff. Subsequently, I still collect stuff. My wife says hoarder, um, but that would imply a problem, and I don't think there's any problem. No, right. if you're an artist, you're an artist. It's <laughs> right. not hoarding. It, you might use it. It's so carefully you collecting, it. exactly, yeah, and curating. Mm-hmm. However, is it categorized? Yeah, <laughs> is it categorized? No, but there's a system. Uh, there's a ah, system. There always is. There the is, is. Right. We, we justify your madness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We yeah. don't have enough time in this episode <laughs> to explain that system, yeah. but yeah. we get it. Okay. Yeah. Well, so. You know, early on as a kid making um, work, I, I remember, and my mother still has this sculpture. Um, she also has a lot of my old drawings um, from grade school. I made this band uh, out of nuts and bolts and wires. Um, and so it, they were called the Rodrons, and they were like a robot <laughs> rock and roll band with bass player. This was this was in the days of Circus Magazine. The Rodrons? The Rodrons. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. okay. I Let's can't go. tell you where that came from, okay. but, uh, you know, I, I would listen to You can't to or you won't? No, I was going to say. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> that is a memory I don't yeah. currently Didn't, have. Did not hold on to that one. No. Okay. Um, but so I started making things like that and playing in the garage, and um, I made swords out of uh, palm fronds and the, oh, well, the, the, the shape of them. do that? I know. I mean, that's just standard fare for I mean, a yeah. coastal Georgia boy. Um, and then we made like hockey sticks and we'd play with tennis balls in the street, you know, real street hockey stuff with palm fronds. So, so basically you were living off the land and struggling to survive and using the tools that you're that's disposal. It. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's real rags to rags. <laughs> I don't worry. Why do I not believe Why do I not believe that? That well, just doesn't seem that I, destitute. You know, I, I've had a good life. Let's yeah. yeah. So would you say then this giant stack of things that you had in your parents' garage and then later sort of developing a um, an interest in collecting things is kind of where that concept of doing what you've termed as and others have termed as upcycle artwork, which is where you're using found materials. Because talk a little bit more about that. Some of our listeners might not really understand that. We you know we're talking about when people think art, maybe they think, oh, here's like, you know, a painting or, or you know, something, a sculpture from clay. We were just talking about Susie Chisholm's work, for example, right. which yeah. is very well, it's very refined and realistic. Right. So talk a little bit about that. About the upcycling component? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's, it's, instead of recycling and putting it back back into the collective to serve another purpose as what it had done previously or or, or maybe actually move it into something else um the upcycling is elevating its status in some ways now a conservationist is going to respond differently to that but Mm -hmm. for me and my purposes upcycling is to breathe new life into it make it into a a new thing um bring it to its next level, which could be its final resting place, or maybe it exists forever. Maybe it goes. Yeah, or back maybe into it the continues on to being right. built on. That's right. right. And 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 I I like the idea of working with the element of time, so that things continually change. They um, they move. They they build up. They break down. And so I, I could see works of art that never end. They just perpetually go and grow and. Love that it's, idea. Love that concept. you're using metal, so, so much metal work is involved in this. It's not just all recycled. I mean, they're recycled, but it's not. There's all kinds of. There's all types yeah, of materials. Right. So some of it can deteriorate over time. Is that planned too? Uh, 
You know, in, in some works, yes. Um, yeah. I've planted uh, trees and moss and things like that to grow on some of my sculpture. Um, ah, yeah, yeah. And I've also, some things just happen to break down. In fact, unfortunately, yesterday at my studio, uh, one of my pieces that I'm finishing for the show fell over. So it... Uh, it broke, and now I have to... <laughs> but now it has the look you want? No, uh, Duchamp <laughs> might appreciate something like that, but no, I I, I cursed and balled up my fists. So, you fists. know, it's, it's funny you're talking <laughs> about that, because the, the Duchamp <laughs> reference came up on last week's episode. We had Ken Clem in the studio, and he talked about how, how Duchamp had shipped this piece, and during the shipment, this piece of glass broke, That's and right. then he said... Well, now it's finished. Yeah. Ah, the and bride so, stripped bare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven. yeah. Yeah. Well, that's. I think that's probably a great combination of um, a good attitude about it. Oh, that's so healthy. <laughs> Instead of getting that's well, on me. I mean, yeah. you're open at least. Though. That's, that's called it. very open. Well, you know, and sometimes things that are seemingly bad end up creating new and different opportunities that you may not consider. Right. So. Um, I had the opportunity to look at this piece and I searched through my mountains of things and found something that I think works actually better than what I had on before. Um, Understood. And, and that's, uh, sometimes I'm being, I'm along for the ride. I'm not yeah. driving the whole time. Yeah, right. Um, sometimes but just yesterday, me. from my own personal experience. It was just yesterday. Oh, and yours. For my own personal experience. <laughs> also was, just yesterday. Also just yesterday. I was I was doing a painting and I was finishing it and I thought it was finished and it was great. And I went to varnish it and somehow in the varnish got some paint and I didn't realize it until I had covered the whole thing and I saw these streaks all over the entire thing. It's like, but you know what? I fixed it, put in more highlights and darkening mm -hmm. and I decided to take it a different little direction and it will look fine now. Well, did you pick up a new technique so you can put a little I'm color not that good. into? <laughs> That's that that could be a magic little. But either I don't know. Gift. Look, I don't know what I'm doing anyway, so maybe I did. I well, know, and that's but, the thing we don't always have to know. I think you right. probably have a pretty. Pretty good right, idea. but that's the point too. Yeah. Is we don't always have to know, right. and we just take it along, just like you said, it. when it falls over, and you take it and let's move forward yeah. with it and make it work. You After know? a few choice words, yes, um, which we're not allowed to say on art on the air, which they're not. But I actually think <laughs> that we could revive some old, antiquated like phrases. Um, yeah, no. like. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm you know, scared. Like, I'm very nervous, no, feeling no, no, very stressed. Like, Where are we going? Fiddlesticks, you know, really. Oh, oh. You know, innocuous yes. curse words. Why you? Really I, yes, okay. For those of you just joining us, you're listening to <laughs> Joining the Madness. Art on the Air on WRUULP Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with Global Soul. I'm Rob Hessler here with David Laughlin on the bass kalimba. And our in-studio guest, Matt Tool. We'll get a little more of that later. I hope that was that was sound. That was some Tasty. sweet sounds there, Tasty. David. That was good. Tasty jazz. So I I'm so I'm asking you. So about the upcycling and using reutilizing these materials. Now, did you? Is that how you started? For like right from the beginning, like in college, were you doing that? Is that like you, you've kind of been inspired by found objects from the very beginning? Well, uh, you know, going back to, again, my childhood and just using what I could acquire. Finding um, things on the island. Uh, finding things on the island. And that then would wash up, I'm right. thinking, right? Uh, Along the shore a, a lot, lot of times, right? yeah. Okay. Yeah, hopping over to Wausau and Little Tybee. Um, but then uh, at Georgia Southern, they had this amazing scrapyard. And it wasn't just a car scrapyard. It was called Stubbs Wrecking Yard. Ooh. And they had all kinds of materials. And we'd go out and pick up parts of old machines and things that uh, were left over from manufacturing processes. I'm thinking office supplies, uh, well, yeah, everything. Could have gotten, yeah, desks and parts of desks. Yeah. So I think out of necessity, I started using found materials. And there's a beauty in an aesthetic value in things that are manufactured. And, and True. Because a designer has some role in almost everything that we make. Your glasses, that turntable, Everything. the microphone, I mean, our lighting, and that that's part of... That shirt? That's right, the shirt, which... That Thin Lizzy shirt, which yeah. he's wearing here, for I'm those of super, you who can't. super stoked about Thin Lizzy. <laughs> Still? 
<laughs> well, look, you know, it's interesting, though, because you're saying there's this aesthetic value. But I mean, like, I think the proof is a little bit here in the pudding with your career, because you've been doing this now for a long time. And, you know, we read your bio here at the beginning and it's and resident artist Scottish Sculpture Workshop in Scotland, the John Michael Kohler Art Center in Sheboygan. We've got Franconia Sculpture Park in Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. Traveled through the U.S., U.K., Latvia, and Ireland. We do know another Latvian artist, Ujus. That's right. Our good friend Ujus. So, so talk a little bit about how that has, I mean, this this type and this specific technique has brought you really around the country and around the world. You know, doing the, the performance pieces, um, which I uh, learned from uh, one of my mentors, George Beasley, who uh, was a professor, professor emeritus now at Georgia State. Um, I saw his work and saw what he was doing, and I said, I'm going there, I'm meeting that guy, and I'm going to learn about metal casting. So the performance-type stuff has given me the opportunity to travel and provided um, opportunities for residencies. And these residencies um, in Scotland, in Minnesota, in Wisconsin, those kind of happened uh, right after I finished graduate school, so I just traveled around and made work. Aberdeenshire or Aberdeenshire? Uh, the natives would say, or locals would say, Aberdeenshire. That's why. But they say a lot of stuff that I have yeah. no idea <laughs> what they're saying. Scottish, you don't <laughs> yeah. know what they're saying half the time. I, I remember doing the project there, and this um, Aber Aberdonian man was like, "I might your great river," and I was like, uh, "Okay, yes, sir." He, he leaned Thank in you. close and said. Yeah. You don't know what I said, did you? Because you wouldn't have said yes if you did. <laughs> I still don't know what he said. <laughs> That's the Scots But it's that kind, of, uh, that kind of experience, and I have been fortunate to travel and uh, meet lots of different and, people. Yeah, and I wonder, like, how did that influence you? Because, I mean, I, knew, I know you, you kind of have been developing this te technique, but it's not in a vacuum. I mean, you go to these places, and you're seeing, you know, different – I mean, honestly, you're seeing different places, but you're also, like – the different things that those places use and so they would impact you absolutely and that that's um that's going into um a new location observing what's around you absorbing it and kind of using what you've got um the university i went to for graduate school at southern illinois in edwardsville we had great facilities great um, casting and blacksmithing hammers and an induction furnace and the Scottish Sculpture Workshop had more rudimentary tooling, but it was in the foothills of the Grampians. So you really were mm. just influenced by the landscape around you and the people and um, This is Scotch. roots work. <laughs> and Scotch. This is really going to the roots of it, the business. It really is, it? yeah. And and this from my people originate from Scotland, Ireland, and it seemed familiar, and um, I still love it. And yet it. you I still didn't understand what they were saying. I, yeah, I, that language is a whole different <laughs> yeah, right. ball of wax, but... I... I yeah, I it's, it's wonderful. And, you know, and obviously once you go there, you can't unlearn it. You can't, like, unsee the things you've seen. It's forever a part of the fabric right. of who you are, even though, you know, years have passed since you've done, you've done these things. They inf they're influencing in a sort of indirect way the sculptures that you have right now, that you're doing right now. You Absolutely. can't help it. Absolutely. Yeah, all your experiences come back. Absolutely. At different they times stay with. to work with yeah. you yeah, at the right time. Well, you know, the, the, the flora... I'm particularly attracted to our oak trees here. Oh, well. And the different types of um, plant life here, um, animal life. Same there. I'm still in love with these alley of beaches, these like uh, tree-lined roads that would go on for, for miles, just yeah. like when you go down Johnny Mercer Boulevard. Back in the day before it's two lanes, yeah. and there was a, just a tunnel of trees. And it still is. still is, but... I remember as a kid that was magical. Right, right. And you know, you've been talking a lot about, you know, we're we're saying like how how experiences impact you and you've been talking a lot about these mentors that have sort of taught you, but you spent quite a bit of time mentoring others as a professor at SCAD. I mean, over a decade doing that for SCAD and I kind of wonder you know, that obviously sort of entwines you to the fabric of the young Savannah art community on the one hand, but then also it's going to kind of inf influence you by kind of like showing techniques and everything. So talk a little bit about that experience. I'm sort of curious how you're a little different than the SCAD professors we've had in the past, let's just say. 
I'd like to explore that statement a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. It must be the scotch. But, yeah. um, you, you know. I, what, did you bring some? <laughs> just so happens. <laughs> um, you know, the to to teach something, you have to learn it very, very well and, and, and uh, to, to fine detail. And, you know, I felt like it was uh, one of the greatest learning opportunities of my life to be able to impart what I know. And I can only teach what I know. I can't teach what I don't know. Right. Sure. Um, but what was really amazing was working with some of the greatest talent that I've seen. And, and the helping, only reason I helping. could teach them is because I'd been on the planet longer. You're, you're being real... modest in saying that you worked with them and didn't help develop. You did help well, develop a little bit. Some would say Admit it, the man. devil... And okay. some actually have said that, okay. which I appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that cackle proves it comes with. Now we know more about your teaching style. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Well, well, you know, I learned from coaches. Uh, my uncles were coaches. Uh, a couple of uncles were coaches. And then um, You're talking I played sports. football. That's yeah, right. Okay. And so I, I learned through those modes of teaching and unfortunately i would teach the same way which was like come on do it again try it again get up try it again that didn't go over well with everyone but <laughs> i had some great hey, great they, friends they, who were former students they kept you on staff for 10 years so it was obviously working for somebody <laughs> yeah i you know i i guess i was needed <laughs> well, I wonder, so, you know, that was just in 2016 that you left SCAD. I wonder, was that a conscious decision to leave academia and, you know, focus more on your work? Or what, what kind of change there that you decided to <laughs> step away from, from SCAD, either willingly or unwillingly? Uh, it was willing. And, um, and I was actually able to go back and teach and, uh, as an adjunct. Okay. Another time around, um, it just, I just got to a point where I felt like it was time to do something else. It was amicable. It absolutely was amicable, yeah, yeah. and I'm still yeah. friends with. Oh, I didn't mean uh, to imply that. There yeah, was that's any. what it sounded like. No, no, I'm like, sorry. That that came off that if way, I no. had been fired, yeah. Yeah. things would have gotten broken. <laughs> Pardonnez-moi. That's right. That's <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm kidding about well, that. Now we're it's now amicable. we're back to the football, aren't we? <laughs> yes. You'll just tackle yeah. them. <laughs> no, I, so I, uh, so since I you left, work. have you been just exclusively focused on your work? Then is that mostly it, or what you've been up to? I guess well, that would, and we're going to kind of uh, dovetail this into the show. But just in the last couple of years, leading up to this show, sort of where where has that brought you in leaving SCAD and and moving on? Um, you know, uh, opening a studio, Tool Sculpture Works, uh, pushing that forward, doing. Um, projects with um, architects and working like with the one now with far right? w- working with galleries. I haven't had a show uh, locally in a while, and the last one was in Augusta, um, which would have been two years ago. The West um, the Westaboo Festival at, at the Mary Bird Gallery at Augusta University, which was a great great project. Um, I just wanted to move. Uh, into doing my own thing and give it a shot. I didn't want any regrets later in life. Mm. And I can always return to teaching. And I still actually do workshops. And, you know, I'm planning one up at a mountain in North Carolina with a good friend of mine who's also an artist here in Savannah, Alan Kindler. And, okay, um, yeah. So now Alan is doing um, uh, a critique group now. Is he? Is that? Am I right about that? He's got um, he's got a couple of things in going. conjunction with Studio School, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The critique group that kind of. Uh, um, have dinner and a salon style of yeah, yeah. conversation yeah. and talk about your work. And he comes over and we talk about work all the time. Um, but yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to get out of the classroom and into the studio. And so that was, uh, that was the, the impetus to, to step out. Very cool. And talk a little, you, you mentioned that you kind of opened your own studio. Just, we have about a minute and a half until the break. Talk a little bit about th- what that is, because I, I, been sort of seeing that around, and I have to admit, I, I couldn't quite put it all together. So, what the yeah, studio is? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a it's a, a fabrication studio if necessary. I build gates and railings, and um, um, if uh, someone needs something fixed, like guys from Victory Gardens are around my studio. They oftentimes uh, trailer needs something welded on it, and I'll do that too. Um, I spend uh, spend the majority of the time trying to 
discover what's in my studio and put it into um, sculptural form. Very cool. Very cool. Well, look, we'll we'll go ahead and take our mid-show break then. And um, David's going to play us out here with a little bit of tunage. Uh, thank you so much for listening. You're listening to Art on the Air on WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. I'm Rob Hessler here with David Laughlin. Our in-studio guest is Matt Toole. And... Yeah. At the end of the show, I wanted to mention that we're going to be having a field note with Gonzalo Hernandez over at the Hen House to talk about his project, Fail Fiber Artist Corporation. Right now, a couple of short messages, and we will be right back. Fort Pulaski National Monument will celebrate the National Park System's birthday by waiving entry fees on Saturday, August 25th. Other admission-free days this year include National Public Lands Day on September 28th and Veterans Day on November 11th. For more information, visit nps.gov fopu. And we're going to be back now in the studio because our system for playing messages is not currently working. So we are going to fix that and we will just come back to those messages a little later in the show. I, as a, again, I am Rob Hester here with my co-host David Laughlin and our in-studio guest, Matt Toole. We're talking about, well, his background quite a bit. And now we're going to get into his exhibition of sculptures that's currently on view at Gallery Far. That's Fine Art of Recycling Gallery at Chatham County's Resource Conservation Education Center, which is down at 1321 Eisenhower Drive. It's basically right next to the the recycling center. You can basically see it right off of Eisenhower, which is very cool. Right by the DMV. Right by the DMV. That's right. Yeah, that's a good, that's a really good way. Everybody will know that. about the DMV. More people should know where the recycling center is, but more people actually know where the DMV is. So that's fair. Ah, well. So talk about this, this, um, this show, because the, the, what I found interesting is that the show doesn't have, and any, at least maybe you can correct me on this. It doesn't have a specific show name. It's just, a collection of a sculptures. Show. Yeah, I, um, I, I didn't think. Um, it, it didn't just, have a good it, PR. It just firm. started as <laughs> let's do a show. So, the director there, David Nash, contacted me ten years ago about trying to pull together um, an artistic practice from these materials that come to. Uh, their center all the time and all the drop-off centers like there's one on Wilmington Island which I lovingly called the dump when I was a kid and it literally was a pile of garbage sure Um, but now they have these roll-on roll-off kind of bins that go out and he started this recycle reuse program and um, it's a perfect fit it it absolutely is and so he contacted me Years later, which would have been just a couple of months ago, Mm -hmm. and said, we finally got these pads out front so we can put sculpture out there. And what do you say? And I said, I I love it. So, yeah, no title for the show. Uh, (laughs) So I want to talk about this because what I think is so interesting is that this is a gallery that's associated with a recycling center. And you might not like it might not be an obvious place. But they have done an incredible job of promoting you. They've done little videos. They've been showing your sculptures. And they have been doing a really excellent job of getting you out there. Agreed. Yeah. In fact, I learned quite a bit about your work that I didn't know just by watching a recent video that they posted up on the site. Mm -hmm. And I think you can actually, if you go to Gallery Far or Chatham County's Resource Conservation Education Center, you can find that little video of Matt Tools standing there talking about your sculptures. But I, for those who haven't seen or heard that video, I do want to talk a little bit about that because you have these two feature sculptures that are basically right on the road. And um, one of them moves a bit. And the other one you mentioned about the possibility of it changing and transforming over time. So let's talk about first the one that moves. And we did touch on it at the very beginning of the show but let's start there so th- that work has it's been created it, it was created a few years ago and it um it continues to be modified and tweaked. added to tweaked yes and um it really has nice movement there's a little ba- ball bearing pillow right. block in there so it kind of it's engineered of sorts in my kind of gonzo engineering 
Um, but so it moves effortlessly with the wind and, um, it, uh, it is intended to be that which finds the divine. So it, as it moves around it, it you don't know which way is it's pointing at. It's sort of a divining rod. I, of sorts. Yes. yes. Yeah. Mm. Um, so it, uh, it has really, I think, elegant motion. It's not, does it move too it fast? Does. I've seen it actually. Yes, um, I agree. Thank so you. that's Thank why you. it's stru- that's why it struck me. Let, let me ask you though, Thank conceptually, you. you say that it's it's meant to be able to define find the divine. Dig a little bit deeper there for me because I'm I'm interested in in you, is there a spiritual component to your work or what you know are are you searching what are you going for with that? That's um, that's probably deeper than where I was going, but I would say. Um, but you would like to. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you, carry on, please. But you, but you would like to bring that out. For people to find, you, you know, a big part of what I do is I look at our environment and how we live as humans, and I know that um, our very existence—we create, we destroy, we pollute, mm-hmm. we do all of these things—and I'm trying to find ways to enhance and uh, extend our and build upon our lives while here yeah and i don't really have deep um political or big agenda in my artwork i got plenty of opinions which i will not share Mm -hmm. (laughs) at this time but you know i didn't think my artwork was necessarily the vehicle to make scream these things right um but i do think it's important to scream about how we use our resources and how we conserve our resources and so this perfect match with uh, and you leave it open for RCC. interpretation through that way that when way I, you're not making absolutely. the message and not making a big statement but you are leaving it open for the interpretation and the work itself is the message because it is the material that you use to make it absolutely how's that that's it that's right on target and and I and I want you that owe me so much. I do, I do. Could, <laughs> could you write the intro to my bio? <laughs> well, but so, but also, it's beautiful. I mean, I think that's one of the things that I um is is you know like it's one thing to make a commentary on the way we use resources, but it's another thing to do so in a beautiful way that it can be enjoyed just in and of itself, right? I mean, you in in uh, those two pieces, and I think it was the other piece which you're which is also right there on. Mm-hmm on Eisenhower you talked to you talk a little bit about how the you've got this um I think there was a motorcycle handlebar or a yeah, motorcycle muffler, muffler mm-hmm. and then there's a stick uh, like a tree limb and they kind of come together and I think that they blend in. yeah they blend together and it's a it's a it's a bit of a political statement like if you really dive deep on it but also the elements work together part of that and going into the um Beauty is a big, a, a big component of. I want things to be simple and elegant and have um, unification with the disparate parts that I find. I want them to blend together to be one unified object, and I want it to have um, an elegance to it. And I find beauty in oxidation, so that copper right. years mm-hmm, in. Mm-hmm. Uh, exposed to the sun and the weather like the roo- copper roofing that you use on those pieces exactly. yeah um and that w- the muffler came from Stubbs wrecking yard oh cool and it went into it goes into a branch that i found canoeing at the george l smith state park and <laughs> so then that's the handle, interesting because it tells some of your personal story mm-hmm. But then also tells like a story of a place in Savannah that no longer exists. And like, so there's you, if you dig deep, you can get those stories. Objects are laden with memory and story. For me, those objects, I know where they came from and I know why they, uh, I pulled them together. And it largely was based on their form and how I could manipulate the form and uh, work with the material. And I, I really love these elegant kind of, dancing lines i want to see it dance and move and i build things even if they're static i build them in a manner that 
makes them dynamic so that they have implied movement right. and that to me offers uh it's it does something for me um and that's ultimately uh, why i'm doing it that's why to, that's to, what it comes down I, to I, i'm exercising these things to, and the to added elements there. though of like you say the history of some of the pieces is a lot of people most would not know that but it's added while you're making it so that influences how it's being made that's right and how i think about it right so that branch coming from um kind of essentially a a state park that had a a, (gasps) a spring from a state park well it was a random stick Uh, i I guess that would be all right (laughs) yes um but it's it, it was part of the our world that is the natural world is already beautiful sure. and art has just been to recreate that for the most part to make intangible concepts into tangible ideas or to spotlight them uh, uh, yeah right. and to to make commentary this is another way of communicating and objects laden with memory create opportunities to communicate so i, I also have a series of works that are um they're a family reliquary series. So mm. it, it's someone that was dear to you is no longer here and you have a box full of their things, people will give me their things and then I'll really? create a sculpture out of it. And it no longer sits in a box in a closet, but it rather it becomes the embodiment of that person. Oh, I would just go nuts with well, that stuff. That it, sounds like... It's, I mean, it's powerful. That's an just honor. honor. But it's, it's also just, a lot of responsibility, right? Well, right. I mean, like. I mean, Absolutely. they're depending on you to honor the their their cherished relative. Right. No pressure. Right. You know, and, and, and most of the time, as they are fairly abstracted, I mean, clearly these objects, like uh, one I did for Leslie over at Roots Up. Oh, yeah, who sure. Who also uh, uh, we shows should mention, my work. Yeah, or, yeah, I know. She yeah. does represent. We, we love Roots Up, and yeah. Leslie Lovell is She's one of our favorites. So, yeah, yeah, and Russell, they're, they're, they're great over there. Well, she she commissioned me to do something from her grandfather's um, uh, things. And so I, I put together a piece um, that was like out of her grandfather's tobacco barn. And oh, wow. it was, it had a duck decoy and some branches and parts of roofing material. And it just pulled it together and, and wow. nice little thing. And a great memory, you know. Well, that's so honor. beautiful. What an opportunity. So I, was, I was happy to do that. And I, I still love to do those kinds of projects. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, You're listening great. to Art on the Air on WRUULP Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with Global Soul. I'm Rob Hessler here with my co-host David Laughlin. Hey. And our in-studio guest is Matt Toole. So, Matt, we're going to take a little bit of a transition here as we start to round up our in-studio interview with you to something a little bit different. Oh, we're oh. doing this. Oh, oh yes, yes. Has David, it already we, been an hour? You can't believe it. It's 3.42. We've got to get to our inside the artist studio Before we questions. do that, Uh-oh. really, oh, do oh. we have a little time to do a poem? Oh, yes. We have this. Uh, I found this while doing research all about you. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> this, is the, this is from the Westaboo Festival. In, uh, 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 in the University of Augusta, Mary S. Bird Gallery, this one, 2017. This is the poetic interpretation of the exhibition, the transformative processes, the sculptural work of Matt Toole. This is by, um, I did have her name. Amy Serafin. Thank you very much. This is by Amy Serafin. Okay. Under a cloche, where inside is stowed a craftsman's wooded garden, rests a boy along a river's bend. His fingertips scratch identities of growth, and with them he shows secrets of third and fourth generations. Mazy birds in crisscross turns circle high above him. They spy his heart, sputter and start, a glow from inside among them. Ne'er a fret or worry for master or art, ever tainting, torrential seasons for any of the reasons. Instead, in the verdant soil, Sweetened by the marsh's breeze, this tiny scape, alone and alive, is warmly surrounded with thoughts, intuition, and deep understanding that this dome-shaped sphere, a powerful raisin de terre, is his oak tree of abiding. Thank you. Wonderful. That is a beautiful poem, and actually, I'm so glad that we waited to the end. For en- you, I yeah, and I think it's so cool we waited to the end of the show to read that because I feel like you know you could pick out some of what we've been talking about in the poem. I think that she really captured your 
Absolutely. Your essence. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it, and, and such a beautiful poetic prose, it was uh, when, when she thought, shared yeah. it with me, I was absolutely Oh, you um, must have excited. been floored. I'd lose my mind. I was, yes. And she's uh, the wife of a good friend of mine who used to teach here at SCAD and now oh, chairs the department. What a wonderful um, tribute. So it was wonderful. Very, very All cool. The way do we want to do some artist? Uh, yeah, let's do some. Questions? We don't have a lot of time, but let's let's do a, a couple before we get to our community calendar. I want to give all the details of. I think Matt's actually that took care of one of the questions. What was one of the memorable responses to your work? That's I mean, that is, there's never been a more memorable. I do response. Yeah, I do appreciate words like that. Um, uh, not all have been all that eloquent, but you know, no one's really said it's real garbage. So I'm anticipating that one day that could, that could be a compliment too. You know, it's garbage, but I love it. But I love it. I, I had a kid say on uh, other series of work that I had, he approached it and said it made him want to throw up. <laughs> and I thought that would be powerful if he actually did. Could you imagine puke while looking at my? So that work, was in so. a that was in a good way. It was at an art fair. I I, I, I don't do art fairs. Uh, I did this one, and uh, it was a bone thing. It's in my studio, but. Uh, he oh. was horrified by it, oh, and I, I thought see. because it was animal bones, animal bones, oh, and he, and he said it made him want to throw uh, up. Not just the oh, aesthetic of how you did it. See, now I think it would be it, <laughs> it, it could have been that too. It could <laughs> top the poem though if he actually did throw up. Yeah. Like the response was, "Oh, hey, hey, oh. hello, phone's ringing. Hi, hi you're there. Talking you're talking to welcome to Art on the Air. This is Matt Tool's phone. Say, oh, there's a question. Somebody called in with this question, Matt." So we've well, got a question from the audience. David, you want to read the question that was just phoned in? Yes. Is there a creative median which you would love to pursue or pursue further that, that you, you have not yet? Um, oh, hold on. Creative media. Well, I, like I said, I, let's think more on it. We need more kalimba. <laughs> more kalimba. Well, I'd certainly like to play music better, but there you go. I don't. Uh, that works. That's a medium. I try, but you don't. I, I play learn with instruments. How to play. I want you to learn. You enjoy learning, but you don't. I mean, you enjoy playing, but you don't want to learn. I, I want. I'm trying to learn the drums. Really? A buddy of mine. Have you uh, got rhythm? Lo loan me a little you're on, bit. You're on your way. That's Just all got, there is to it. You know, it's I, so easy. when I when I hit the anvil, I tend to tap out a tune. Oh, so, really? As oh, much as I well, can. That might be. be that, that's very niche, that. but maybe maybe that's an option. Um, not whom, but what have been your ins? Wait, we already talked about it. Why have you been your inspirations? Yeah, how about what is a, a a best piece of advice you've received? David likes to say a best piece it of advice, a. but a very good piece of advice. It could be the best, but maybe it's just good that comes to mind yeah. that you've received. Oh wow! Not the not the no greatest. pressure. Um, let me explain that question further while you think. Yeah. A great piece of advice. Um, I've had so much advice and certainly needed all of it. Um, <laughs> to put it into words now would be... Put it in football analogy. Well, I'm trying to think of my graduate professor, Tom Guype, who, um, when I was doing a molten iron performance that exploded and covered the crowd. <laughs> oh my uh, gosh! <laughs> It oh, was uh, it was a learning experience, and certainly he nearly threw me out of school with oh, that. Wow! And, and he had some some words of uh, wisdom in terms get of get out. Like, no, tightening <laughs> up. Um, spend some time doing research. Um, understand your media, and um, uh, keep keep control. But you know, go out and find. Find some truth. Be open to explore. Right. Be open to explore. Find some truths. And just so of those of you who are listening, and you obviously cannot see Matt, he does actually have all of his fingers. I cannot say he has all yeah. of his toes. Surprising. But he he seems he seems as though that I've only not... been burned a couple oh, hundred thousand you, times. Wow, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's do one more, David. Then we got to get out of here. Well, what what are some of the elements that you enjoy about Savannah since you've lived here all all your life? Since you know this place so well. Uh, some of the elements of Savannah. Yeah. Um, and after From high school, I, I do have to say, yeah. 
No, no, yeah. no. I was just thinking about you being out on the islands would be one of the things I enjoy and scavenging for one of a better word. Ab- absolutely. That's I, a big part of it. I would think that would just be a joy in itself. It is. Uh, the Because the it's exploring and you're... Yeah. The search is part of the fun. Right. You know, and just... Uh, walking out in the woods at my, my studio's at the old Roberts dairy and there's lots of trails back there. And I, Oh, right. And I love I where you are. walking around and smelling the marsh, the stink of the marsh. Um, um, you know, I, I absolutely adore the coast. Um, I did leave Savannah in the time from college and till after graduate school, right, for maybe sure. 10 or 12 years living in minneapolis last um and the second winter is no place for a coastal georgia boy oh my i was gosh. gonna say that uh, must have been a shock huh? <laughs> it was tough yeah um and coming back was uh bittersweet but doors opened like crazy and i l- love savannah i mean the heat's been a little bit hard but mm. that's I part of the, the territory the, though yeah i, I mean, mean the maritime forests that we have um on little tybee Ossabaw, wausau see this is a different perspective than a lot of people who come on the show do because they're not uh, they usually talk about being in town you're talking about on the edge out there on the I coast like, i like and, right yeah you could be a thousand miles away on Ossabaw Island, you could see lights in the distance, but you hear frogs, Ossabaw you hear cicadas. So it's just wonderful yeah. um, to be out there. Very cool. Well, that's all the time that we've got today, Matt. I want to give uh, one last uh, mention of your event, Matt Tool Sculpture Exhibition Opening and Celebration is September 6th. That's a Friday from 6 to 9 p.m. That's at Chatham County Recycles at 1321 Eisenhower Drive. Just look for all the action. You'll know that it's happening there. Matt Tool, thank you so much for being on Art on the Air today. I really appreciate coming in. Thanks. And Stick around. Thank you. Yeah, we're going to do our field note with Gonzalo Hernandez at the Hen House to talk about his project, Fail Fiber Artist Corporation, or FAA Corp for short, which opens this Friday, August 30th from 6 to 9 p.m. at 744 East 39th Street at the corner of 39th and Paulson. Thank you all for listening in this week. Next week, our guest is going to be Sulphur Studios On View artist and residence Joseph Malson to talk about his exhibition or his project, Piercing Starland Queer, which is happening over there. Um, I think you're really going to enjoy that. Let's listen in to Gonzalo Hernandez. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks this for is listening. Art on the Air on WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. Let's go out with David on the Kalimba. Rob Hessler here with Art on the Air Field Notes. I'm with Gonzalo Hernandez over at the Hen House Gallery, and we're going to be talking about his exhibition, The Fail Fiber Artist Corporation, FFA Corp., which opens this Friday. Before we get into the show itself, Gonzalo, you have been in a residency here that this project is the result of, so give us your experience here of being a resident. Yeah, so I started with Kevin talking about the hen house and he, he mentioned me that there's a studio available in the back and we thought like we, it should be like a residency program. You no, know? It should be like an artist that stays here while shows are ongoing and like half a show after the, the period of residency. So basically after three months, you will show your work that you make in that time. So yeah, I mean, it's been working really well. Now I share studio with Deborah First, another artist in Savannah. So it's been good to see how since the beginning, the Hen House has been a new place to go and like seeing these different shows and see people that I never seen. So that's kind of cool too. Yeah, and of course, we got to talk to Kevin Clancy when the space first opened, and there has been some momentum building here around the space, and I know that it's going to continue and and grow going forward here. Talk a little bit about your experience, because you knew from sort of early on that you were going to move towards the show, but also a part of the residency was experimenting, growing, learning as an artist. So talk about kind of how this project has evolved over the past couple of months. Yeah, so I just finished at SCAD Fibers, the Fibers program. I have an MFA in Fibers and I have an MA in Painting. So I was trying to go back to painting somehow. I, I kind of stopped painting while I was in Fibers. 
But I was also interested in my last thesis project that was about basically patterns and like repetition and textures and, and just patterns. So I was like, this time works for me, like the residency period to just focus on what is a pattern and how can a pattern be a failed pattern or just thinking about how can I make this motif in different ways. So this is kind of like a new beginning for me, but it's still in the same idea of, like I'm interested in the idea of success and failure in general. So this is a, a reflection of this period here in the residency. And yeah, and I like the results. I mean, it's still ongoing. It's like kind of new. It's not that usual for me to frame some works and, and to have some small paintings with uh, photographs. And it's kind of like an installation. You mentioned the term fail pattern. Describe a little bit more what that might mean to our listening audience. I'm always trying to think in the idea, well, more recent in the idea of failure in general. I mean, in contrast to success. Now, why we know all these patterns or why we know all these brands, why we know all these artists. So there is some ideas around that branding and patterns that I was interesting why some patterns works and why some other patterns are always like lost or nobody knew about them so I was trying to recreate these patterns with a little of research in the history of patterns but I must I was interested in why some patterns don't work what it means to be a failure pattern maybe we're in the gallery space now, and some of the pieces are up here. Some are, are ready to go. I know you've got more work going up on the wall now. We're in the middle of the installation. So are what we are seeing here, are, are they sort of your representation of what a failing pattern would be, a fail pattern would be? And sort of how did you kind of come to the conclusion of, well, this is a pattern which does not work? I mean, I guess the viewer will agree if it's a failure or a I mean, a success pattern, but I, for me, it's just testing. Like, it's a lot of uh, try and see how this looks. And and it's also related to a fiber artist. Like, a male fiber artist is kind of weird, too. So I was also interested in that. How can a fiber artist will be a failure fiber artist or a failed fiber artist? So it's interesting also for the field. So, well, yeah, and that's really interesting that you mention that because I think right now within the art world, fiber art is very hot or, you know, people are really interested in fiber arts. And so, I mean, what has kind of been your experience? I mean, I know you're sort of a fresh graduate, so you haven't really been out in the professional art world for that long. But as an observer and as a as a fiber artist, I mean, obviously this is a an area of concern for you. Yeah, I mean, I really have a great time in that department, in fibers, but everything was pretty new for me. Like, I have a background in painting, but, like, we didn't do a lot of sampling in paintings. Like, we don't really care about what painting you were used, you know? So, I mean, in, in fibers, is everything is just about materiality and about details. So, I know there's a trend right now. I feel it's a trend about fibers artists, but... I mean, I'm trying to think how fibers could look different. I'm always trying to think how to do, to question the medium, you know? So I'm I'm interested in that. Being a male artist doing fibers work is kind of interesting for me right now. Tell us what we're going to see in the show. You've mentioned, you've talked a little bit about it. You kind of described it as an installation. So all of the pieces working together as a collected experience for the viewer. But give us a little bit of insight as to what people can expect when they come to the show. Yeah, so basically it's two groups of work. The first group is me as a textile or me as a pattern. Is basically my portrait with a big print on top. It's kind of hard to describe. And it's like, it's based on a, f a famous pattern. So it's my face, it's kind of these cutouts. I don't know how you call those. Like, you just put your face inside and then you transform in a pattern. You become a part of the pattern you in those pieces. A, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's one group of work. And then that group of work is related to the advertising that I make in the... So I did this announcement in the, in the paper, just for fun. I mean, this corporation is not real. It says just 
the failed Fiverr Artist Corporation presents its newest member, Gonzalo Hernandez. So to kind of describe it to our listening audience, it's from Connect Savannah and it's in the announcement section. It kind of looks like you might have like a corporate announcement or like uh, the formation of a new business. Yes, like for your information. So that's one group of work. And the other group of work is basically the almost patterns. So that is like based on tartan pattern, but it's like kind of like an almost tartan. Then I have like the Burberry pattern. With, with vents in them. Yes, yes. So this group of work is like more painting and based on famous patterns. But it's just like kind of like my interpretation of it. Very cool. And so the opening reception is going to be August 30th here at the Hen House at 744 East 39th Street at the corner of 39th and Paulson. And the opening is going to be from 6 to 9 p.m. Gonzalo Hernandez... Artist in residence here at the Hen House. Thank you so much for being on Art on the Air Field Notes today. Thank you. Thanks for coming, and I will see you guys soon. That does it for this week's episode of Art on the Air with your hosts Rob Hessler and David Laughlin here on WRUULP Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with Global Soul. You can catch Art on the Air live every Wednesday from 3 to 4 p.m. You can also catch the last 10 episodes of our show on the WRUU archives. That's at www.wruu.org forward slash shows forward slash art dash on dash the dash air. And again, you can listen to the last 10 episodes there, including this one. Thank you all for listening. We'll catch up with you next week where we'll have another great artist on the air.